You're listening to Your MBA Podcast with Larry O'Brien. Today's guest hosts are David and Kane. He's back! Okay, Kane, not, not Mr. O'Brien. Not Larry, not Larry. <laughs> it's Mr. O'Brien to you, sir! Mr. O'Brien. Oh, I think uh, Mr. O'Brien, he's <laughs> holiday shopping. Wait, are you guys on a first name basis? I can't even be certain that I'm sending them text messages to the right person. Not getting a lot of responses. You know what? I'm actually kind of embarrassed. A friend asked me like, who is Larry O'Brien? And I kind of forgot like what he is. I, I know his name is on the trophy, but like, what's his, what did he actually do? Are you serious? He gave us this, wait, wait, who? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Your friend who listens to the podcast? Yeah, he's a, he's a magic supporter. They're currently beating the Nets. I mean, I know the name, but I, what did he do? What, what did he actually Look, do for the if NBA? If I was a magic supporter, I would have no idea who Larry O'Brien is either. <laughs> Never touched the thing, never heard of it, okay? <laughs> I know LeBron knows Larry O'Brien very well, multiple champion. Mr. Larry O'Brien is the first commissioner of the NBA and mm. the host of our podcast, our very successful podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. He's retired, obviously. That's why often he just, uh, he's got stuff to do and leaves us to it. It's like a side project for him. It's a side hustle for him, yeah. Obviously, people probably know him better for the Larry O'Brien trophy. The trophy is named after Mr. O'Brien. The championship trophy. I thought so. I thought he was a commissioner, but I also wasn't too sure if he played or he did some coaching. I, th I think he was just, just a he was just the first commissioner of the NBA or ABA. NBA and ABA or just oh, NBA? Oh, that's a good question. I think the NBA, the NBA. Uh, the NBA, I mean, has been around for a long time. The ABA was just a parallel league that merged with the NBA in the late 70s, I believe. But, um... Right, right. He might have been seeing the, that, that merge as well. Yeah, probably, yeah. During his time. Because that was the 70s. Because what, what year went into NBA 75. So... What does that mean? How many, what, 75 years <laughs> minus It was in the 40s, I think. I think it was in the 40s. 40s? Yeah. Because I remember mm. that the first two, the first NBA game was the New York Knicks versus the Toronto Huskies. Oh, in the 40s. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was the 40s. I don't think it was the 30s. I think it was the 40s. Late 40s. Yeah, okay. Yeah, late 40s makes sense. Yeah. Um, since this is NBA and 75. I, I want to say Toronto won, maybe. Toronto was a team back then? Yeah, Toronto was the first game with Toronto Huskies. I mean, obviously, they disbanded after a few years, I think. Because they were an expansion, like the Raptors were an expansion team, right? Like back in the 80s, 90s? 95, I think. 94, maybe 95, they were an expansion team. Yeah. Right. But right, they were right, part right, of the league, yeah. like at the get-go, at the very beginning. They were part of the original oh, team. Oh, yeah. okay. But then, yeah, they, yeah, whatever. Uh, history lesson. Yeah, it got me thinking, though. Maybe your friend brings up a good point, because I think I'd be okay if they renamed the trophy to something else, like Bill Russo or... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Larry, Larry O'Brien's like probably some fat white lawyer. I mean, right? I mean, I mean that's, that's, you know, that's the argument, that you name things after someone to preserve the memory. And that's why in the NBA 75, that top 75 list, you have names like Larry English and, I don't know, like, 
don't know, old names that you wouldn't know. I mean, Larry English just was a pretty good player. But like other players that you might not have heard of, but you keep the names in because you want to preserve the history. And they were, you know, the best players and foundation of the league. Um, without them, we wouldn't be, you know, where the league is today. You know, not everyone's a superstar like Magic Johnson, you know, banging every okay. girl he saw. <laughs> it's early, Kane. It's early. You Please. Know, like, no, I'm Please. Wrong. You're hurting me. Okay, sorry. Okay. Anyway, but my point is you have the names as part of, of every ceremony and the fabric mm. of, of history and, you know, commemorate it with these statues and, and, and trophy namings because you want to preserve the history. Like Kobe, Kobe Bryant's, you know, named for the All-Star MVP mm. trophy. So I'm cool with that, you know, like uh, I was going to I was going to like pivot that point to like how, you know, people want to keep statues up, you know, saying that that's part of history, mm. you know, like bad statues of Confederates and um, what do you call those people? Like uh, like in America, like statues of uh, um, Confederates? Confederates. Yeah. Is that the right yeah. word? P people are saying like, oh, you know, we need to preserve a history, but like you don't preserve history of bad people, people objectively that killed and pillaged and raped, like that's- We don't have statues of Hitler around. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like you you know the names because they're in books. You just read a book. You don't have to keep a statue of them. You know, Larry Bryan's a good a figure for the- Of course, the... you yourself celebrates uh, Invasion Day in Australia. Blood on your hands. I don't celebrate it. I don't celebrate it. I don't celebrate it. That's the point, yeah. It's called Invasion Day. You're right, it's called Invasion Day. It's not called. Australia Day, because that's a day. It's a weird day to pick though, you know, like that's another point that's Australia has topsy-turvy because our day of um, national, a national public holiday is a day that us, that the British came onto the shoals of Australia. That's the day that they chose uh, to commemorate. But usually it's the day of independence. Like in America, it's it's Independence Day is, you know. Or the signing of some important stat, like document to it. Signing or something like a document, yeah. Which is actually generally the first. But I think they didn't want two holidays, like two significant moments in history on the same day. So they changed it. Right, because obviously the natives were blessed to have the white man step on their shores and yeah, take of course. their stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we love the, we love the British. <laughs> So good. What what were we speaking instead of huh? like I don't know German? Yeah, some weird language. No, of course English. In English is the best language, of course. You know, you wouldn't know that we have an MBA podcast given that have our topics don't talk, we don't talk no, about sorry. the MBA. Continue your point. Actually, I actually I like where you're headed though, because yes, like I said, uh, you don't put we don't put statues of I don't know um, you know Hitler or terrible people in history, uh, right? Yeah, terrible people, like you know, terrible people, yeah. So I, I like the idea that we have things named after mm. people that we want to remember and we want to commemorate. And, you know, it's an annual affair because it keeps, you know, the memory of the name, of the name and legacy alive. And yes, maybe we're not too familiar with all the accomplishments while they were, well, you know, while they're around, like as in they're not around this podcast right now, they're doing other stuff, obviously. Mr. O'Brien mm. is doing other stuff at the mm. moment and absent from this podcast. And, you know, we just want to remember those people, you know, and the legacies. And it's good because we're constantly reminded when we do, whether it's the NBA 75 or it's the Hall of Fame ceremonies or it's, you know, giving the trophy to the champions. Um, yeah, you remember those names and I, I think that's good. Bill Russell is, uh, is Bill Russell is the um, 
uh, NBA Finals MVP, right? Yeah, that's right. The Bill Russell's Finals MVP. Award. Bill Russell, we got Kobe Bryant, we got Larry O'Brien. Going back to the point of the Larry O'Brien Championship Trophy, though, we need to update some of this stuff, some of our icons, right? Or do we say, that, yes, they were part mm. of history? Because I don't know, like, yes, Larry, Mr. O'Brien was the first commissioner of the league. But the league at that time was not, it's not what it is today, right? They probably had no view of what it could have been or what it can be. I mean, for all I know, this yeah. it was like some, I don't know, it was just some rec league. Yeah, yeah. Versus, you know, such, to be such an important entity in, in our society and have such impact in society. At which point, like, who built that legacy? Was it Larry, Mr. O'Brien built it when, he, you know, they had four teams in the 40s and they thought this might be fun or to make some money? Or do we give mm. more credit to the players? Mm. who are actually building the product. Yeah, so who would you prefer, like, if you had a choice? Like, I, I don't agree with you exactly, right. but, I mean, I, I get your point. So, like, who would you choose to, you know, that, that symbolizes, the champ, like, a champion? I think it'd be probably Bill Russell, and the league has... Well, Bill Russell already has something. Well, see, that's the thing. I think they gave him that as, like, a consolation prize almost, right? The finals MVP because obviously Bill Russell, the winningest player. But beyond that, I mean, Bill Russell also had a great impact in sort, sort of uh, equality, black issues. So he was, uh, he was an important yeah. figure. Oh yeah, of course, well. I mean. Um, yeah, and also black people have such a fundamental part, such a fundamental part of the NBA. It's, it's good to, yeah. you know. I mean, I think it's okay. It's probably okay. The balance is okay right now, just because all the other awards now have are named after players, I, but it, you know, it, it would have been strange if, I don't know, I just feel like there's such a black dominated league that the awards... Well, that's what I'm saying, if it was all executives it was named after, that would be a little bit jarring, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the case. There's a lot of black players. Yeah. Yeah, basically just black players, right? I mean, the logo is Jerry West, um, but he was a very important player during that time, so you can't really just say just because he's not black that he didn't matter. Like he was a very influential player, like yeah. in the league. And also with the silhouette, like how black can you make? What, what, how are you gonna make? The, how can you tell what? Like what's it's black? Like Af or Afro. <laughs> it's got Afro. I guess you could put Zion as a logo silhouette, but you'll need to make it into like a square. <laughs> Can't be like a rectangle anymore. <laughs> it's it's a landscape. It's a really. landscape. <laughs> <laughs> Is he lying down? No, no, he's standing, <laughs> he's standing up. <laughs> we can't tell. It's just like this mass blob. It's all white. Yeah. It's like, where's the other colors? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're really, kill we're really destroying Mr. O'Brien's show. We should uh, touch on the main story. The, the changing the rules, actually, about, you know, about all this COVID stuff. Yeah, let's talk about the COVID. So I mean, at the beginning of the show, I, I love, teased a little that Kyrie's back, but... Uh, I feel like we're starting every show with about the Nets and Kyrie, so let's let's ease our way into this. But this is real this time. But okay, I mean it's not even like this league. I, like lots of leagues around the world are being impacted by Omicron, mm -hmm. basically. Um, this 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 variant. I think we were talking about this last week, and we we're saying like we know you know we don't we don't know we like we're not really sure what's going to happen. Like it might be a blessing because you don't get sick from Omicron. Like whatever. Like these are all just hearsay. But what we do know is like this is ext 
like just crazy infectious. It's like doubling the numbers, the case numbers are doubling every day. Mm. And it, I mean, it's getting out of hand because it's not just the NBA, it's also the NFL, it's the NHL. It's um, the EPL, like the English Premier League um, in, in, in England, like all Jesus, these players. been traveling. Um, and that's enough. <laughs> okay. And yeah, it, it just, and like it's like in other leagues, yeah, maybe there's postponed. I mean, NBA really should postpone this. I don't know how many games are getting postponed due to COVID. And like, I mean, the Nets themselves have lost all these players. And apparently there's this thing like called hardship where you can sign players via hardship. I think they're like 10 day contracts basically, but basically it gives you open roster spots. If a player is out with COVID, it's like kind of like a sympathy sort of signing. You get these guys in for a while while, you know, the guy is out with COVID and I, the games are still being played. Like they don't want to delay any games. They don't want to postpone it if possible. Um, they're just going to continue playing, but just with, plays you don't recognize on teams and that's like what's happening with the nets right now like it's it's not i mean it's not just uh james harden and like you know a bunch of players it's, like, it's james harden it's kai irving it's uh, it's kevin durand all out with Kirk, and we talk about Kyrie in a bit but it's around the league too like a lot of players around the league are you know getting tested po positive for covid what's the solution you're suggesting potentially they could delay stop the season for a while no 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 i mean i do have a solution i wasn't suggesting that exactly i would not be opposed to that yeah i guess i'm not too opposed to it and i think this is one of the problems with why we're having such a huge omicron event besides the fact that this virus this new variant it's is very contagious but i think people's attitude is now okay we're, we're just going to have to live with covid and you know things aren't going to shut down again Right, we're just gonna deal with this. Just, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think, uh, you know, like for a long time. I mean, totally, you should get a vaccine. You should, you should get the booster. It's, it's, it only makes sense. The science is proven; it works. But at the same time, it's like, at some point, you just, you can't, you can't keep stopping unvaccinated people from, you know, living in society and. But because it, you know, it, it also shows like it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're going to get, you're going to catch COVID, you know, like if you're going out and you're living life like normal, like normally before COVID, you'll just catch it eventually. It's just, a, it's just a difference of like the severity of symptoms that you might get if, you, if you're unvaccinated. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. You just kind of had to live like normally and just, I don't know, hope for the yeah. best and hope hospitals don't get crowded. I guess my, my sort of solution to this, and I did read this somewhere, but I, I didn't like get the full details. But I think like, I think if you test positive, I don't know exactly how they'll work this out, but if you test positive, but you're asymptomatic, you, you just play, mm. like just continue. Wait, 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 you're saying this is the current rule or this is what you said it's gonna be proposed? This is not, no, currently if you're just test positive, asymptomatic or symptomatic, you're just, you just have to isolate. You can't. You can't play. But what I'm saying is, at some point, because also if you're casual contact, um, you also have to. You know, you can't play as well because you're casual contact. So you might be. You might have an infectious period that you know. So you need a few. You need like a few positive tests. Sorry, a few negative tests in a row before you can return. And that might mean like you miss two, three games because you're casual contact. So I think maybe 
get away with that rule. Like, don't do that rule. If you're negative, you're good. Like, just play, whatever. If you're positive and you're asymptomatic, maybe there is some sort of timeline where, you know, you don't play, but quicker return to the court because, you know, ultimately you have COVID, but you, you're not displaying any symptoms. So you can, like, you don't know it, right? Because well, some people are asymptomatic and they don't know it, but they have COVID, and, but they're fine. Like, you know, they feel perfectly healthy, right? But it's harder to police because who knows if you're like, you could just say, oh, I'm fine, I'm okay, but you have a headache or you have like a sore throat, but no one could really tell. No, I, I can't get behind I, that. That's tough. I know it's that's, tough. Okay, okay. That's yeah, kind of yeah. weird. That's like just saying if, as long as it's okay for you, you can spread it to everyone else. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because right now too, like casual, if you're casual contact, you can't play and you might be infectious. Mm. Uh, like you might have it, but it, it, it comes up negative still because, you know, there sometimes can be a delay when you get it and when it pops up positive. Um, but you can still spread it. And like, you know what I mean? Like right. who knows, like in the next few hours, if you're going to test, if you tested a couple hours later, if you're going to be positive, you know, like you never know. So you might have any system, but you're not displaying any symptoms. Like how would you know? That's how these viruses work. I'm okay with the current system where... If it's really bad, they start to cancel or postpone the games. I feel that okay. we're still in this wait and see period. Obviously, if half the games gets postponed every week, then they're probably going to have to pause the league, right? But until that happens, I think we can, the current system can, it's, it, let's just keep the current system. So more rigorous testing. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not perfect. Oh, rigorous testing for sure. They should do more testing. Yeah. But also just keeping people out of the game if necessary. Like I know what you're saying, that the the records are kind of whacked if this continues for weeks on end, right? Because you have basically... Uh, I'm not even concerned about the integrity of the standings or anything, or your financials. I'm just saying like, to what you're saying, like you just have to move on and live life. I don't recommend this at all. I don't recommend we live life as normal. No, don't, don't do that. No, please. Yeah, get yeah, your extra enough. vaccines and probably stay away from people if you can. I'm saying like I, I understand yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, my, yeah. this is just my personal view, right? I don't expect others to do this, but I, I'm definitely not a proponent of just hey, let's just like pretend nothing's wrong and then try to live life. Yeah, I guess it's not pretending, but it's just like just accepting it. I guess that COVID is part of you know like that's what living with COVID is. Like I know in China, it's a you know, zero tolerance to COVID and they will shut down towns that has a sniff of COVID. But in America, it's a very different, and, and most Western countries, it's a very different sort of philosophy where they have, they're not doing COVID zero, obviously, they're just doing like life with COVID. And if you catch COVID, um, monitor symptoms, like isolate, you do, you do it yourself. Like It's like an honor system, basically. But if you do get COVID, then, you know, like it's up to you how many people you... <laughs> like you infect because you ultimately it's up to you if you want to wear a mask it's up to you if you want to go out you know like no one's going to stop you like no one's going to get arrested yeah because... this is which is problematic right of course it's problematic but i'm saying this is america like this is how they are, they're operating it so you know nba can operate how they want it to do it but if they want to keep all these things going then maybe they have to adjust the rules a little bit to be a bit more lenient to people that are covid positive that's all like, I'm not going to use the example of China, which is, you know, gold standard, gold standard, number one. 
because people get triggered. I know you get triggered. Our friend Ms. Kander gets triggered every time we, I mention China, number one. But let's look at an example. Actually, I was recently on like looking at the numbers just because I haven't looked at I, I kind of like dismissed Omicron. I was like, well, it's fine. But now like the numbers are getting high. I was looking into it. You know, places like South Korea and uh, Japan, which, you know, are free democratic countries. Most people would believe that they're democratic and, and you know, enjoy freedoms there. Like their cases and their deaths are way low, right? I mean, I don't know what you consider low. Like compared to the U.S. or like U.K. Okay, U.S. like obviously 300, over yeah. 350 or 330 million people. That's a lot of people. But let's say U.K. Like U.K. is mm. what population of 50 million versus let's say Japan, which is like mm, okay. I don't know 100 something million. Japan has like way less yeah, okay. cases. Yeah, and it's not right. like yeah. the virus is not in Japan. It's just a matter of people are probably more. Uh, compliant in wearing masks, people are probably more careful with hygiene and and probably less yeah. you know fixated on freedom of to do what they want. Just being better citizens, yeah. I feel. Well, I mean, I don't want to speak out of term here because I don't really get whole world politics, but I, I think generally, like East Asians specifically, are quite compliant to governments. Like governments aren't yeah. like that extreme, where if the government says, okay, everyone needs to wear a mask indoors. They're not like protesting every other fucking weekend, you know? Like if they say like, you need a you need a vaccine because it will save your life or saves, you know, your parents, your grandparents' life. They're not going protesting to like, like which happens like every other weekend in, in Europe and France and Belgium and Austria, like this in Australia, America, obviously, like there's always these protests about freedoms. Um, I mean, like, wh why, why are you wearing clothes then, you know? Like, the government's mandating you have to wear clothes. Why don't you just go outside and be naked if, if you're so about your freedom? Like, you don't, like, cloths on your skin. Like, people complain, like, oh, the, the cloth is uncomfortable on my skin. Like, the, why are you wearing clothes then? Is, is, that, is that uncomfortable as well? Like, why do you wear underpants? <laughs> all this stuff. It's, it's, all man it's all mandated by the government, you know? Like, the go if you go naked, you'll get arrested. There's ton of rules, yeah. Please don't kill. Don't please don't like knife me, please, because it's my own. It's for my safety. I don't like to die. You know, how about no smoking? What's the drinking age? Is it twenty one? It's twenty one in Canada. I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, why can yeah, you? Lots of lots of. Can what? you can uh, send your eighteen year old to like Afghanistan to get shot at, but you can't drink? Like what? These are just yeah. arbitrary things. Yeah, They're very arbitrary. But you know, like it's all it, it's it's all about public safety at the end of the day, right? Like it, at the end of the day, like the 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 core of our laws in most like in more mo most civilized countries is to protect citizens because we all live, at, you know, as a society. And if you want to participate in society, you have to follow some simple rules to protect one another, protect your neighbors, and be mindful and respectful. You know, like, and that includes getting vaccines and stuff so you don't spread infectious diseases. Like it's. A, very common sense thing like that you you know if you're sick don't spread it to other people you know i don't expect people to to behave um necessarily but i what i would want them to do is just get the vaccine get the boosters right so if you get it it's fine right. at least you don't die you know you know, we're not going to stop yeah, the spread. Yeah, yeah. It feels like that's that that battle's not even attempt. Like we've lost. Like, that's never even started. That battle never started, right? Like U.S. never, never imposed yeah. any sort of 
harsh lockdowns. It's not great. I mean, like I'll put it this way, like our state in Australia is 95% vaccinated. That's insane percentage. But we're still getting record case numbers. Like the vaccine doesn't stop the spread of COVID. It just, I mean, hopefully the point is like you get it because you, you, you reduce the amount of severe cases, you know, and then reduce the amount of hospitalization. Like that's the whole point. But like, no, forget about this. Like, let's just say uh, NBA is, you know, good that they're not following exactly what America, like America's a, like federal law is doing for, with COVID. Like what they're, like the NBA's approach is very different and they're much more strict about, you know, COVID protocols. And um, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's mixed because like I said, it, it, it hopefully stops the spread of COVID. Um, like, you know, from just wiping out the whole league with COVID. But at the same time, it's on the flip side, it's kind of limiting the product uh, that you watch because like, you, like, like I said, like we said earlier, all the Nets players, all the players that you want to see play for the Brooklyn Nets are out, you know, uh, because of the COVID protocols. So, um, you know, you, you take what you, you, like, you know what I mean? Like you can sort of understand that you have COVID. I mean, so you, we live in a society that COVID exists and you're locked, locked down, like you're like stuck at home and you turn on some NBA games. You want to escape that reality, like that, you know, we have COVID and you know what I mean? So you watch the NBA, you watch the NFL, but then you're fucking constantly reminded that COVID is such a real thing that it's impacting these, these superhumans that, that you watch on TV because for entertainment, like what if the movies like suddenly, you know, you're watching the movies and the movies it's like suddenly like the main character gets COVID. Like what? I'm trying to escape this awful reality of, of this disease, of this, of this virus. Like now I'm like getting reminded on my, in my movies, entertainment. Like It's like, why are the Kings only playing with four players today? Is that COVID? No, it's Vivek. That's what Vivek wanted. That's normal. Vivek thinks it's better. Space <laughs> is a court. More, more room to run. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Silva's like turns it. Um, okay, well, let's get back to this story. Kyrie's back came. That's a big news. Now, after you've given me this 10-minute spiel about your thoughts on COVID and how important it is and how it's devastating the league. What message is this sending that your number 11 lover, Kyrie Irving, is back? Part-time, I might add. Well, the ironic ironic thing is he came back and he came to the facility and, you know, did his, like, the tests that he needs to do. And then he promptly got get, got COVID. <laughs> and now he is in the, is in the COVID protocol. <laughs> so he's, he's now out. So do we actually, with COVID. but we don't actually know if he had COVID before, or is he, like, he didn't have COVID before? And Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. My point is that he, he, he rocked up to the facility to get tested, and it, it was positive, and now he's out again. So, like, it's kind of like a revolving door. Like, you come in, and sorry, you have to go home again. But how do you think, what do you think of this arrangement, though? Just be, the fact that he can't play in Brooklyn or in New York. He can't play in New York. And Toronto. I don't think he can play in Canada either or California. California. Um, I mean, those are easy games anyway, so it doesn't oh. matter. Uh, except the Golden State. Except the Warriors, obviously. You're talking about the Huskies, okay? And, Original uh, NBA team. Legacy. History. And uh, Championship. And but it's welcome because, like, you know, you know but can you imagine, like, the league or, you know, any NBA team is, like, the best players are out. And, you know, they have COVID or injuries or whatever, like, AD is injured at the moment. And then, like, the Nets just come up and say, hey, like, 
or you know, fine, KD is out, but we'll just bring Kyrie along. Like Kyrie, just go <laughs> like you know, like what we got Kyrie as a backup plan. You know, you see that as wow, this is like ace in the ace in the pocket, right? Where bring Kyrie, and you're bringing like Isaiah Thomas on a ten day contract. Um, which, yeah, by exactly. the way, I, I like I like that move, but it's not comparable. But what? And I, I texted you about this. I was like, like is Isaiah Thomas? Like at this point, probably more fit and better prepared than Kyrie. Like, let's just be honest. Like Isaiah Thomas, I know he hasn't played in the league, but he's playing in you know the G League. He's like fucking scoring forty points in the G League. He's he's yeah. obviously keeping shape Whoa. because he wants a job in the NBA. And what has we don't know what Kyrie has been doing. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think it's comparable to it to be mm -hmm. honest, because like you said, it has been he's been playing with the USA Select team, whatever that is. He's been playing like for the under 19 USA team because okay, like they thought okay. like this five foot seven guy is a high school player when he actually he's like 35 years old. Um, yeah, but like he's been training, like he's been training hungry he's around he's hungry. and playing a lot. So he he's he's hungry. So he, and he's ready. He, he he came out against the Timberwolves and he and he scored from the bench, scored 12 points, mm. I think, or 20 points off the bench. Team high, I think a team high 21 points. And obviously they lost because IT can't be your your best scorer on the team. <laughs> okay. Don't remind me, okay? I'm, um, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. So yeah, I mean IT is different. IT IT is prepared. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, you, you don't know what shape Kyrie. Will. I'm, but like that's besides the point. That's just like how's beside the point? This is like a pessimistic view into it because the the it's not the point because the the, the whole point is that you didn't think Kyrie was going to come. You especially were so uh so. Uh, like doomsday about this whole Kyrie situation that you're 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 willing to trade Kyrie for a fucking bag of peanuts. You know? I'm like, pretty sure I said Jared Allen. You were so negative about not a bag of peanuts. I'm pretty sure you're so negative about the Kyrie that you know. Now that it's official, no, it's not. It wasn't just like a rumor. Like Woj, it's like it's official because Woj shams and even the Nets press sent a statement saying that Kyrie is going to return in a part-time role. But you don't know, like maybe the bank playing for a few months, you know, the all-star break, he, he he hangs out with Kevin Durant, you know, he's friendly, with, he's hanging out more with Kevin Durant. And he decides, And but like I said, like you don't know. You don't know, like the science will change that. Like they say like, look, it's vaccinate, the, these vaccinations aren't working as much as we hope. So maybe the NBA will change his policy. Maybe New York will change his policy. Like these things are very fluid. You just, you don't know. Like, I guess the thing is like, the thing is, like for us, we don't want Kyrie to win. Like that's a bad outlook on society that these unvaccinated people are going to win, and then they they, they can have the way. But I guess the silver lining is that Kyrie will return and play home games in Brooklyn. Not in Brooklyn. So, he can't play in Brooklyn. I'm no. I'm saying like if I'm saying if they change oh, right, the right, rules or right. anything because they're finding that there's less. I don't know, benefit to vaccinate unvaccinated people. Like it's that would be a very bad look. It will be a very bad look, obviously. I mean it's it's, it's changed completely. like in the beginning of the season, they're like, look, we can be patient. We got two of the uh, top ten players in the league. We don't need Kyrie. Like that was basically what they were saying about Kyrie, like Sean Mox and Joe Sai. Like they'd say like fuck fuck Kyrie. Like we don't need him. If he doesn't want to get vaccinated, he's not part of this team. And now, I don't know, three months in, they're like, okay, fuck, we need you, Kyrie. We need you back because we're fucking decimated. We're getting wiped out by COVID. And uh, like you said, you're our ace in the hole, ace in our sleeve. And uh, we'll take you back 
in a part-time like just you play away games please like we, we need you well it could also be that you know they were floating some conversations with kd it's like kd look Kyrie full of vert we think and kd's like no can't do it no can do and if that's the case it's like okay then we can't move Kyrie. let's just bring him back right because i feel like if they if they were able to get something better for Kyrie, then they, I think they would be still hard on yeah. the stand, right? Or actually, I don't know. Maybe you don't how know how you don't know how much how attached KD is to Kyrie too. That's a that's a that's a variable. The point being that you know earlier in the season, Chill Sai, he he you know was saying some comments that felt pretty not harsh towards Kyrie, but quite direct. Yeah, very direct. Oh, very very direct. Yeah, yeah. he's not. He doesn't like this. Borderline harsh. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't. He didn't like the fact that he, you know, Kyrie's kind of taking, making the team hostage, and just making things difficult. Yeah. But saying that, look, yeah. despite my uh, my claim that I think it is better, uh, better value on the court than Kyrie, I think this is actually uh, now that I think about it, this is actually um, a very good news for Nets, obviously, because if anything, even if Kyrie doesn't play a single minute. The fact that now he's back with the team, he's practicing with the team, he's with the guys, that's going to help him ease into the season, right? Mm. Mm. And the season's still long. More than half the games is still Yeah, so I think, you know, get some reps in. This is, might be an ideal situation, right? He, he like, gets more time with the second units. Um, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, I guess it's a positive thing. Yeah. I guess it's, it is a positive thing for Nets. I mean, obviously, it's a positive thing. I mean, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you said, you get Kyrie back. I mean, definitely, there's a lot of excitement about him back. And it was like, like the irony is that it was quickly dispelled because he's like, okay, I got COVID. I'm, I'm out. I'm out again. <laughs> so now we have to wait 10 days or however long for him to... Because also, because he's unvaccinated, that means there's like harsher set of rules for him to return as well. Um, so, so it might even take longer. Yeah, and obviously, like some of the Christmas games, they're in like you know key markets where he can't play. Well, definitely, he won't make it for Christmas. He's not. He's not. He won't be back that soon. He'll be back. I might guess he will be back in late January at at the earliest. So in a month's time. I think for the fans, it's more like a sigh of relief that you have some understanding that Kyrie is now back with the team. For a while there, I thought he for sure is going to get traded. I mean, trade it or retire, like those are all possible, possible um, outcomes from this. It's just a huge mystery and it's good to get some sort of relief that that's not going to happen. Mm. Like trade, the trade could still happen, obviously, but retirement is not happening anymore. And the most likely thing that's going to happen is that he comes back in place. And I mean, who... I, I don't even think you need to be a Nets fan. Like just if you're a neutral fan, like it's it's exciting to see... Kyrie back with Harden and KD, right? Like that, it's just, it would be good to see on the court In the again, case right? of KD, it might be blessing in disguise just because I was reading that he's playing like 41 minutes a game this season. And recently, even Steve Nash came out and said that's probably not sustainable. I mean, that's an understatement. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. is like literally didn't have like Achilles like a year ago. Um, so I think whether it's for it's COVID or whether for whatever reasons, like you should just rest KD. Like, look, if you really think you're a championship level team, it's okay to fall in, in the seating, right? It's okay to be top four, to be fourth, right? You know, 
Yeah. Just make sure yeah. you have the health, you have the reps for the playoffs. That's all you need. Yeah. Brooklyn isn't some type of huge home court advantage anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Brooklyn constantly gets invaded by oh away my fans. God. It's anyways. a bit sad. And I can attest because I watched I watched the Nets versus the Lakers in the D'Angelo Russell, Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen days uh, against Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James. Uh, Lonzo Ball was on that team then. Uh, this was like the first year of LeBron. So he was with all the youngsters. And uh, that was a great game. But there were so many LeBron, there were so many Lakers fans. Like it was probably 70, 30, oh 70% Lakers fans. Like it was crazy, lots of Lakers fans. Well, even this year, was, was it Devin Booker or Steph, uh, Stephen Curry? St- Steph Curry. Oh, when they're yeah, like chanting Warriors, MVPs. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors, like, interestingly, for such a, like, I don't know, like, such a historically bad team, has a lot of fans, like, that travel well. well. well I think it might be a Brooklyn thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear a lot right. of uh, Steph Curry fans in, like, Cleveland. Like, they've only been good in the last, in the last uh, seven years. I mean, even when they play against the Knicks. Less than 10. I mean, people cheer for the Knicks. Like, why? I'm, like, a self-hating Knicks fan. Like, seriously, if you're a Knicks fan, how do you cheer for this team? Well, the Knicks are a very old franchise, so like they have generations of fans. But the Warriors, like fans, mm. technically should be qu- quite new. But for them to be this well traveled for such a new super team is it, like it's quite unheard of. I, I, I reckon. Well, Steph, he's got so many fans, and he plays such an exciting game. That's, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, Steph is called like cultural icon for sure. Well, what do you think? Like now that now that we're on this, like. Steph broke the three-point record. I think that that might get lost in all this COVID news and Kyrie's back. Um, like, what do you think about that? What's your thoughts? Steph breaking the three-point record. I think it's unbelievable. I think it's really unbelievable because it's not like he's breaking at age 36. Like, he's got many, many, many... He's going to fucking shatter that re- record. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's 32, 33 now? And like you said, like Ray Allen, who had the record previously, was re- like played until he was like 38, right? 37, 38 years old, 36 years old. Exactly. And he didn't pass Reggie's record until like quite late in his career. Like quite late, yeah. Like near yeah, the yeah. end of his career, maybe even Mom Miami. Yeah. Steph. But I mean, like also, I, Steph didn't really like back then like it wasn't really a, it still wasn't like a huge three-point shooting league when steph um joined the league in 2011 i think 2010 can't remember like it wasn't a huge three-point sh- so when he first came into the league he wasn't like like breaking rookie re- records oh, no. or second year records of shooting he wasn't yeah like he was averaging like you know 18 19 points a game which was good but he wasn't like he wasn't like anything like you'd never thought from his rookie year that he'll be a future MVP like no, we think no, with no, Luca. No. Like, I, I thought he'd be out of league. He was getting injured and the whole thing. Everyone talked about Zankos and Zankos. He's like small player, small stature. He was a good player for sure. He was very exciting. For, like he was very good. You know, like like maybe like how we thought about like Tyreek Evans or Brandon Roy or like that level of excitement. Mm. But maybe a bit worse because they at least won rookie of the year. Oh, I thought he'd be like a Seth Curry type. Seth Curry, I like. I, he's really good, but I thought he'd be that. Well, Seth, that type yeah, of player, I mean, right? yeah. 
I mean, it's a little bit because that was a Blake Griffin year, right? So Blake Griffin was like gangbusters when he came into the league. He was like, he was he was like considered like a generational talent when he entered the league, and there was like no way that he wouldn't get picked first overall. And he just had so much hype because he was dunking all the time and he was so athletic. Um, but and 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 Steph Curry wasn't even the first point guard taken in that year. We know Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Like Johnny Flynn, I was like, what's he doing? Um, well, the Tim- I remember the Timberwolves picked twice um, before the wa- the Warriors picked, and five and six they picked Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn, two point guards in a row, and then Curry got picked seventh by the Warriors. I mean, I can see Rubio like th- that's a legit pick because he was very hyped and they thought he was special. He was very hyped, but he was only averaging like eleven points in Europe. Like he was young, obviously he was eighteen years old, but like he wasn't like. Crazy I mean, I believe the hype, right? At the time, I remember believing, yeah, this guy's special. He's like playing with men, right? Yeah, me too. I liked it. Yeah. I liked him too. Yeah, me too. I mean, he was leading the Spanish national team at like 8-H, 8-H team playing against like USA men. It was a Doncic situation. No, because Doncic was like, Doncic was winning like league MVP okay, and winning like championships at age 17. Right, right that's true. But I mean, that, that that time, we never had a Doncic, so that he was like sort of... Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's that type of expectation, right? It's like, yes, he's just super young, for sure, but he's for played sure, with for men, sure. and this, this is going to be special, right? So I can definitely see them picking Rubio. No, no hate there. I'm not sure about picking two-point guards. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm, yeah, I mean, Johnny Flynn, maybe, I don't know, I think it was Syracuse, Villanova, I can't forget, like a big score, obviously. And, and, and Curry was from Davidson, which was like... A very very small school. I don't even know if the Division One. I. I think they're Division One, but like very small school compared to. I think Johnny Flynn played for like Syracuse or Villanova, or, you know, some kind of big school. So yeah, like more, you know, hyper. Well, where Steph got picked, it, it was fine. Like you know, I didn't really expect anything from from Steph. Well, like four years in, he was so he yeah, like you said, constantly getting injured injured and. I don't think he was averaging over 20 points per game in, in his first three years. Like, let me, let me just confirm that. But, like, my point is, definitely, he wasn't, like, some kind of three-point god, uh, you know, straight out of the league, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's why I think this is so... It's incredible. This achievement is incredible. And the fact that he's hardly... He's maybe halfway through. He's got, like, a second career left, right? Because now he is a three-point shooter, like you said. At the beginning of his career, he's mm. just working his way into the mm. league. He wasn't known for like a deadly three-point shooter. I mean, he's known for being no, a no, shooter, no. obviously. Well, uh, yeah, he's always been a very good three-point shooter. Like he's always averaging above forty percent, so that's that's very good. But back then, he was only averaging like four, maybe let's say five, rounding up about five three points a game, assists a game. Oh, sorry, three attempt, three-point attempts a game, about five. After his three, first three seasons, which he didn't average more than 20 points, in his fourth year, he averaged 23 points per game and was uh, shooting like double. And then by then, he was like shooting up to like 8 to 11 to 10 attempts per game. And that's when he was averaging like 24, 23, 30 points uh, in his MVP year. Um, but just like, you know, last year, he averaged 32 points per game. Now he's averaging 27 points per game. On just under forty percent, so it's his it's worst shooting year this this uh, this 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 year apparently, um, or one of his worst. So, uh, you know, like it, it, he didn't really ramp it up. 
So I, I guess, you know, like it, it's great that he broke it so quickly with so few years, not few, but you know what I mean? Like he wasn't like coming out of the year and, and, and hitting like, uh, you know, five three-pointers a game. He came out like just hitting like one to two three-point, like maybe two, on averaging like two three-pointers a game. So, yeah, to your point, it's crazy. I mean, he's going to keep doing it. He's 33 years old right now. Yeah, and I think it's one of these records that could stand for a very long time. Very, very long time. Very long time. I would say I did listen to, you know, Tony Kornheiser? Mm, I heard the name. Like the, I, haven't, I don't listen to this show, though. Um, the show is uh, Pardon the Interruption. Uh, it's on ESPN. Uh, it's a good show. It's, a long, it's, like, it's been around for ages, but it made a really good point. Um, where he's saying that he doesn't believe the hit, the the record will stand forever. One like it's not forever. some Will Chamberlain. Yeah, well, Will Chamberlain might be forever. Like, do, can you can you imagine someone in the NBA breaking hundred points? No, that'd be very difficult. Yeah, that's very difficult. But you're right because even when I was playing basketball, it was like you know maybe a few years ago, playing against kids like these are like ten year old kids. They were practicing like like hardened step back shooters and stuff like that. That's what kids do these days. They're just shooting three pointers, and this is in Australia. Like you know, gets kids like playing flip flops. Think about all the American like talent camps and you know the all the high school games and they're, they're all just practicing three pointers. They they're going to enter the league like average, averaging like ten attempts a game, because uh, that's just the style that kids are playing these days. They all playing further away from further away from the hoop yeah but i think it's it's still it'll be still very difficult to break this record because one you need longevity you need to be good they'll be good players they'll be they'll be super they'll be lebron james level players in the future that can shoot like that are like lebron james and there's, shoot there's no be, LeBron like Seth Curry. James what are you talking about? There's no LeBron James players. Like I'm saying, well, you don't know. He's not born. Maybe he's not born yet. No, no. See, this is disrespectful. Why? When we say greatness, it's like these are generational talents. These people don't come along like every year. Yeah, generational. Exactly. Well, genera generations usually like once in every 15 years. Th then that's not what I mean. Then because there's not going to be a LeBron in the next 10 years, maybe or 15 years. Right, that could be 20, 25 years. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's. I'm saying potentially he's not born yet. That's what I'm saying. So in twenty years' time, LeBron's born, and then uh, the next LeBron's born, and then in you know twenty-two years' time, he, like he'll be tearing up the league, you know, and he can shoot because Steph, because of the legacy of right, Steph Curry, right. people are now like trying to catch Steph Curry or catch LeBron, uh, like uh, scoring because probably LeBron will be the most. Uh, the highest sc scorer in the NBA, you know what I mean? Like they'll be trying to catch those records. But it could be just as well. It could just turn, right? It, we could go back to centers and in post game for all we know. Defense. Because what I'm saying is, like, when you swing one way, you, you start to expose yourself in other ways, right? And people can take advantage. Yeah. And then it, if everyone's playing smaller because they're playing exactly, three points, exactly. yeah, you could find a big guy like a, a Shaq that will terrorize the, the league. And then everyone start copying yeah. that, right? Just like everyone's trying to copy the Warriors for the last five years. So yeah. it, it's hard to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. Do you think he'll make the Hall of Fame, by the way? Hall of Fame? It's like a lock-in now. Do you think Andre, do you think Andre Iguodala would take his Hall of Fame spot? See, this is, a, this is a thing. Like, thank goodness. By the way, Andre's like back with the Warriors. I think he's too old to win finals MVP <laughs> again, right? 
Imagine <laughs> if they gave him to, to him again. <laughs> That'd be weird. I think uh, I think James Wiseman is going to have like a great finals in, MVP, uh, finals like run, and then they give James Wiseman the. First of all, MVP. it was so insulting that they gave it to Andre because if they weren't going to give it to Steph, then give it to LeBron. Like he was by far the best player in that series, right? I mean, obviously they lost because they didn't have like the Warriors team, but like LeBron was the Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you would never give it to. Kyrie or something like you just give uh, well put it this way you take away Steph you think Andre's going to do anything like, <laughs> like the, the reason why he, he's able to do that is because there's so much focus and emphasis and energy put onto like defending Steph well I mean the, the, sto- the story was that if it wasn't Andre it was going to be Draymond oh my god Jesus Christ okay like that was the storyline and then you know like after that 2014 it was like um it was like uh, Kevin Durant, you know, like in the last year against uh, against the Cavs. It was like, you know, is is like because they're both averaging like thirty points per game in the finals. It's like, do you just give like to flip a coin? Do you want to give it to Kevin Durant or do you want to give it? Do you want to give it Kevin Durant again or do you want to give it to Steph Curry and get get his first one? And I guess looking back at it, it probably would have been nicer of a storyline to just give it to Steph Curry because he he has deserved it, being like the leader of the team and sacrificing his numbers and, 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 you know, points and stats to get KD, like, integrated into the, into the system. And I don't think anyone would, be, would have been upset by that. It's maybe by the stats, it doesn't, doesn't make sense, but come on, like, you got to say, like, Steph Curry, I mean, it doesn't matter, really. I, I, I'm not even arguing that he needs it or not. It matter. Look, he's going to get it eventually, right? I, it just is nice. It, it's tough now. It, it definitely isn't as skewed as it used to be. Like the the Warriors was a powerhouse well, I team. I think they'll win the chip this year. Yeah, I mean, likely, but I'm just saying it's not as a given as previous years when they were like a lock to win. It's not a lock that they win. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, you got you got to go to get your massage anyway. I'm in a lot of pain, Kane. I'm in a lot of pain. AD just went down. <laughs> He's got a sprained MCL. <laughs> Actually, I don't actually blame AD for this. this is LeBron like Solomon Hilled AD. He like pushed the Wolves player. Oh, really? Yeah. So it wasn't AD that landed funny. It was LeBron. He pushed one of the Wolves players, and the guy like kind of fell back and um, kind of hit hit, hit his uh, lower leg. Me. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's similar to what Solomon Hill did with LeBron. That type of injury, where it doesn't look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But that was an ankle. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of this type of injury. And now I'm starting to get what they were telling about, saying about Della Dodova. Because when, you know, when people kept criticizing Delhi for going below a leg and saying how dangerous it was, I didn't quite understand what that meant. Right. Because those guys weren't getting injured, like, when Delhi was doing shit like that. But now seeing LeBron happen, happen to LeBron, it happened to AD, I can see what they meant. It's like it, it locks your leg and then yeah. you twist a little bit and then it's, you know, it's a sprain or if yeah. not worse, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a good position to be in anyway. Like you shouldn't be diving around people's ankles when you're that tall anyway. It's not, it's not great. It's not a great thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, AD being out is not, it's going to be sad Christmas day. That's all I'm going to say. There's a bunch of Christmas day games mm-hmm. and the headline game was supposed to be the Lakers oh, and the God. Nets. And at this point, you don't even know who's who's going to be the headline players. Patty Mills oh. and Isaiah Thomas. Okay. <laughs> um. Mello versus 
Blake Griffin. You can have a turkey eating contest at uh, halftime with <laughs> James Harden. Yeah, that's enough. Get the fan. <laughs> that's, get that's get a turkey already. eating contest with a fan. How about that? Okay, okay. Another great show where we spend half the time talking about non-basketball related items. I think those are the most favorite shows. Anyway. It's, it's more so. than basketball, okay? It's, it's more good. than basketball. It's about life. We talk about life. Life, exactly. If you take one thing away from this show, it's you need to get your shots. You need to get your vaccine, your boosters, okay? I'm just going to say Merry Christmas. Uh, everyone have a safe holiday. Um, and yeah, get your booster if you can. Otherwise, yeah, have a, have a good Merry Christmas. Look, people, just please have yourself a very safe and wonderful Christmas. If you could stay home, I would not be mad at you. Yeah, enjoy it, but just, you know, be responsible, you know? That's all. I'll go crazy, up to you. Do what, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Yo, do whatever you want. I don't care anymore. I'm fuck this. I'm, <laughs> oh I'm my god, it. okay. Just, uh, on that positive note. I'm over it. See ya! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Your MBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your MBA Podcast.